Welcome back, y'all, to episode 161 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to match the short-form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Okay, kind of a recap. Um, yesterday, I did a part one of looking at Jeffrey Epstein's early life. Um, identifying certain information about him just to understand how someone like this is created and a few things stuck out. The first is he graduated from high school at high school. I had a Billy Madison moment there. High school. Uh, Billy, will you tell us about high school? Sorry. Um, he graduated from high school at 16 years old. Okay, so very young, very smart. He was a teacher for two years, got fired for poor performance. In that time period, he was actually able to network, navigate his way into Bear Stearns um, financial firm. And from there, he kind of was able to work to create his own company, work in embezzlement, find money, do things like that. So we kind of see this, this perfect storm, if you will. Well, one thing started being able to be created about him. So we know that he was highly intelligent. We also know that he had a, a love for the finer things in life and he was really good at networking this potentially tying into his capricorn board or being born on january 20th it's something my wife would have told me so it kind of gives you context for who he was um now as we kind of look at some things one thing we want i wanted to look at today is he was actually found with some mystery foreign passports that were found in his safe okay so Jeffrey Epstein in his mansion, you know, when he used to travel, you know, he, was, he traveled to about four countries in the 80s where he was using his passport to travel, you know, and you look kind of at what happened and how his, he was also, you know, found to have an ex, expired Australian passport with about 70 grand found into it within his safe. And this was around September um, 2004. So, you're looking at this, it says Jeffrey Epstein. I'm sorry, this is a picture. This article is actually written by The Insider on July 9th of 2019. So just to give you some insight of the information, the next one, these are just bullet points, is Epstein lawyers said in court that passports were found personal protection. Okay, so some protection information. So we're kind of looking at these different stories where we, we, we identify that in the 80s, about the time period that Jeffrey Epstein was saying he was an intelligent officer. He helped companies work with embezzlement, embezzlement of money. Um, there's actually rumors that, you know, him saying he's intelligent officers, but in fact, he did have these foreign passports potentially to corroborate the story. Now, we know Jeffrey probably was really good at networking with rich, highly successful people. I'm going to call him Jeffrey, Mr. Epstein. So, we can probably start to really put together a picture that I think this narrative kind of goes two ways. Either one, actually probably three. The first one is it's inflated ego. He has enough money to buy whatever he wants at this point, or he knows enough people to get what he needs. So he kind of creates a facade of him being a international spy just because at the time, you know, you think about the James Bond movie error that would have when he's born into Kind of creating that number two somehow he did network his way into some pretty high-end circles 
And as a result of that networking, potentially maybe somebody pursued him to help on um, some 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 spy stuff, like where he was working and helping the government maybe catch drug dealers embezzlement during the 80s. You know, that probably would have been been a big move. Um, just that cocaine dollar potential weapons in the 80s. You're kind of looking at the threats. You think of things like Iran Contra and how it got kind of strange with the trading of guns and money. You know, something like that, maybe. Or number three, he did have ties as an informant. Maybe he knew or met somebody, and he was playing both sides where he was kind of coming in and, and embezzling money, working his different angles, but maybe he connected the dots and he had some friends that were potentially, you know, in some certain circles that could tell him that. You know, if we look kind of at these passports, you know, the passports is a really good clue into how it could be one of those one of those identity, one of those kind of stretches. So really what we're trying to get is we're trying to understand where Epstein is at mentally. You know, is he an international spy? Is he really good at embezzling money? Is he the freak kid genius who is able to get what he wants because he's so good at networking and he's kind of molded that into a career? You know, we kind of look at these different aspects of him because we're trying to understand a little bit more about Epstein. So I really think that those um, passports are a really good indicator, even in the 80s, of probably the shenanigans he was up to. I mean, that's a high level of shenanigans. We think about, you know, him going from college in 1961 to going all the way in the 80s. So that's about um, 18 years of him really taking on these kind of new identities and going from there. Okay, so when do we get in kind of the narrative of the sex trafficker, sex offender, things coming on when we start to kind of put together a trail of them. We know from about 1961 to 1985, you know, kind of taking on this lifestyle of fast money, making money, being in that New York environment. And then we kind of get to 1985 where there is proof of him kind of starting to target young females, um, you know, as young as 13 years old. So, if he would have been that old, it's kind of like going into the fact that these things were starting to come together. Now, what we have to understand about Jeffrey Epstein is his net worth ended up being around $600 million. And what makes it so tricky is if you were to ask him what he did for a living, it'd be really hard to say it. But what we do know about him is he's a chief embezzler of money. So one thing, one skill set he had is he really understood how to take money and move it because he helped people actually find it. So whenever we kind of look at this, we can we can put together the fact that, you know, we look at the passports, we look at the money, we look at the lifestyle, and there there's certain things that are just coming up for me when I look at it. You know, I had really no clue about Jeffrey Epstein until this point. I've done these two episodes, and, and for me it was just learning who he was because you go from this point to that and people saying that, oh, he could be a Mossad, he could be this or that, but... Epstein would have died at 66. Now I'm kind of just jumping up, I'm jumping everywhere. But I'm kind of going back into the 1985 where you do have multiple women kind of coming up in multiple issues. Now, if you look at these key issues, it's kind of going into... And then we kind of look at, you know, it's the information from Jeffrey Epstein to... 1985 to 1992 gets interesting because then... 
around the 90s, it seems like there are more issues with females, and he's starting to rub elbows with more of the political elite. In 1992, there's a picture of him in Palm Beach with Donald Trump. We do know that he, you know, Epstein had a lot of ties with Donald Trump. There was things, even ties with the Clintons, Kevin Spacey, things like that, you know, and he was out in um, Mar-a-Lago. So around about 1985 after that, we see kind of this transition point where it seems like a lot of the focus could be changing for Epstein. Um, In the 80s, he kind of sparks this identity as a potential spy someone with a lot of money a lot of connections no high school education i mean yeah dropped out of high school no college education really focusing on money and making the right moves so for the 90s we get kind of what we get is epstein in florida so going from new york to florida i know he has a house there he has a is an, an estate and there's some more issues happening with females and girls so we we go to the point where, you know, we have Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, we kind of look at 92, 95, there's, a, there's rumors and ties that he's actually facilitating, like, working or knows Bill Clinton, which there's pictures of that coming out. Um, so we're getting a lot, you know, there's, there, there, he was tied to the Clintons, he was tied to the Trumps, you know, his plane Lolita flew multiple logs, we still don't have the full list, but we know that that's kind of what was the trajectory. So... What I'm really trying to focus on is kind of hit that point from 1985 to actually to around 1998. Because 1998 is actually when you would purchase his island. So if you look at his him working embezzlement, working in this mentality, something must have happened in the 90s and late 80s where he really probably started to identify some type of power he had kind of working in this sex traffic environment. So... He's going from money, and now he's doing, you know, things to having, you know, underage women as a part of his his facade or anything like that. So what I really want to take into consideration here is what we know about Jeffrey Epstein, going back to part one, is he's a master networker. He knows how to interact and talk with people, and he has no problem bending the rules or doing whatever he can to get ahead. Okay, now we take that on of him starting to make money, lots of money, you know, 600 million is a lot of money to have as your net worth, and then pushing that over and then starting to interact with the elite. Um, And, you know, one thing that stuck out to me is, you know, he never got arrested until later on. So even during the time when he was embezzling money and doing all that, you know, that's where the potential rumors of him being able to be some type of informant came from. So if he's informing and up something. Now, we don't know where or what he was actually putting things into. So if I, you know, because then we kind of go in and we go back to the fact that he had this company called Intercorp Assets where he was potentially making money. But for me, it's just there's so many different areas this could go into now understanding more about Jeffrey Epstein now we now I know literally that he had so many connections with people and he was probably deep in with them like helping them make money transition money you know kind of take money on in different avenues we knew he probably would have learned that at a really young age and we know that he had the propensity for it because he could do physics and calculus so much so that he was teaching it so 
he probably at a young age was able to see between the lines, incorporate that, and then put it into this trajectory. Now, I think what's really interesting is getting into after 1998. Now, I won't get into it in this episode because I really want to focus on that time period of of who he was kind of interacting with and who how his identity was being shaped. So one point that's really interesting is you look at Hofburg, who Epstein kind of started this embezzlement company with that I talked about yesterday. And where it gets really interesting is they were both partners on it. It was a Ponzi scheme. You know, they made millions of dollars on it. But for some reason, Hartberg spent 20 years in prison and Epstein was not charged. So that's kind of where you're looking at these weird kind of strange things happening because that would have been normal. They both were equal. Like another really weird, strange thing that happened. Like this is where Epstein's life is just really weird to me because it's not like a straight trajectory. You don't know if he was just finding kind of ways to make money but he became actually the he was in charge of the estate okay he gave power of attorney which it's like he doesn't of, of finances for lex bless wexner who was the chief of l bands okay which owned things like victoria's secret and Abercrombie and finch with this in mind it's like he was given power of attorney over those huge companies all right and he was accused, actually, of misperponding up to $46 million in funds and then cutting ties with the company back in 2007. By this time in 1998, he would have already bought his island. So this is what I'm saying about him, is he has these multiple opportunities where he's rubbing elbows with these incredibly rich people. He's making crazy amounts of money. And then he's taking that money, and then it's almost like in each situation, he's not being charged from it. Okay, so, the, I mean, I mean, what a shady character, but it's like he, Epstein, because he helped countries with, with companies with embezzlement, he probably knew how to take a large amount of money, filter it off, and create it to make, make it look like a normal company. So this was kind of processed and brought into the little James Island. You know, eventually you'd purchase it, and that's kind of where all the shenanigans happened, but I really wanted to get into this, the point of the 80s and 90s and kind of understanding a little bit more about how he made his money, who he was, and kind of what crimes was he breaking. And he was breaking a lot of a lot of crimes. He was breaking a lot of laws. So that's it for today, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.